So, a couple of days ago, some babe claiming to be Dangote's ex-girlfriend just came out and talked about how she's made a couple of strides, blah blah, chilling with a billionaire, blah blah. And everyone's been flaming her and just going off online talking about how Dangote can get kids and shit. And to be honest, after looking at her, I actually know why. It's the lips. That's it. That's the main reason. It's the lips. Because this babe has a pretty bangable body. She's 33 years old, so she's most likely fertile. Like, there's not that many things that would deter a guy from putting a baby in her. So, when you kind of look at it, it's like the only thing that you can blame. Because this shorty has mad lips. Like, she has the DSLs that can suck somebody's life away. Like, I'm not even trying to throw shade at her or anything, but... I bet when Dangote looked at her and decided to pay a little bit of attention to her, this guy looked at her he was like, you know what, I don't even want the pussy. I just want the lips. Just suck my dick off. Like, this will be a billionaire type of suck, you know what I'm saying? Because hell, if I was him, even though I'm not a fan of Ed, I'd probably say that exact same thing. Because Jordy has some of the maddest lips ever. Like, if I look at such a babe, I'm like, you know what, I don't even want a bang. I don't even want the pussy. Just suck it. Just suck it like you mean it, and that'll be all for me. Because honestly, with her lips, like, if we locked lips, mine would never be unlocked. Because them shits look like they'd be amazing to save her. Like, I wouldn't mind if she sucked some of my wealth away. Like, them lips look just that good. But anyways, considering that she now has her own restaurant, she seems to be working on her body, you know, revenge bodying the shit out of Dangote and everything... At least she seems to be doing something good with her life. So at least that I think I need to give props to Dangote for not just hitting it and living all high and dry and shit. Oh yeah, now that I've just remembered it, not all of you live in Africa or in Kenya and don't necessarily know who Dangote is. So to give you guys a pretty clear description of who he is, he is commonly referred to as Africa's richest man. That may or may not be true depending on the time. But he is a very wealthy African man and he is a billionaire. But, you know, with with this shorty, I honestly wouldn't mind if he turned into a millionaire because she drained him of all of his billions just by sucking. Just saying. But anyways, in as much as I'd love ogling at her lips the entire time, we have a podcast to do. And in as much as this is the first one of the year, so we should probably do it in a pretty special way, it's also the last one of the season. So, in typical fashion... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not mind being sucked off by B. Lewis. He is a man whose French accent sounds more British than French. It is none other than I, your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, your weekly love, sex, and relationships, which just so happens to be the show that usually gets me called ill-informed and highly misogynistic, for some reason. Happy New Year to each and every one of you, and yes, I know Tweet Street was the first show of the year, blah, 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 but this is the first show that was recorded in 2021, and unfortunately, it is the last one of season 5. So in a way, this is pretty much me taking my Christmas break without really having a Christmas break to take. 
But that being said, the babe I was talking about in the intro is known as Bay Lewis. If you want to search for her on IG, it is I am Bay Lewis. Uh, Bay being B E A. You know, just so that y'all can go and stare at the mere size of them lips because god damn, them things look interesting. But, anyways, that aside, we do need to move it on. But before we do get into the main topic of today, I do have something I do kind of have to complain about. And it is a tradition that has been happening for the past possibly, I guess, five years. Um, but I started seeing it in around 2018, 2019 and 2020, where for the beginning stint of the year, people would talk about hashtag waste his time 2020, waste his time 2018, waste his time 2019. And it was pretty much all about taking people on a useless ride and just dropping them off just because you have a problem. And here's my thing. I don't have anything with the entire trend in itself. You know, it's it's an interesting hashtag to use by all means. But I think we need to ditch the whole idea of wasting people's time, at least for 2021. Like, I get it. They didn't make you feel so good last year. I get it. They didn't treat you as well as they probably should have. They probably ended up putting you in the friend zone. They made you look like a simp. They took you on a useless ride as a person and you know took you around in circles that you probably shouldn't have gone that doesn't mean that you go and you do the same exact thing to them and if it's still being done to you then it should probably stop and you're the one that should probably make it stop because whether you like it or you don't it's your time that's being wasted whether you like it or you don't you might be wasting someone else's time but in a sense you're kind of wasting your own by wasting someone else's time you get Yes, you can get a bit of emotional satisfaction, but do you really think it'll feel like it was worth it three, four, five years down the line? Just asking. Because think about it like this. You can make money and you can make money back if you've lost some. But if you waste your time, if you spend your time in the wrong place, if you end up losing time, it's not like you're going to get it back. That's time that's gone and it's gone for good. Yes, you can say that you'll make time or you'll recoup it, but ideally you're just taking time from something else you could have been doing so that you can come back and then sort of dedicate it to something that you should have already done. Just figured I should tell you that. Because in a sense, there's no need to waste someone's time. If you don't like someone, drop them. If you like someone and they don't like you, then be ready to drop them as well. Because whether you like it or you don't, you're going to be taken for granted. You're not going to be appreciated the same way someone who would have really loved to be with you, someone who liked you, would have done so. And if you feel bad about that, just remember that there's a pretty good chance that there's someone out there in this world whose resolution for this year is to bang you. And just think about that for a little bit. You know, feel a little hot here and there and then move on with your life. Because I don't see why people will end up in certain zones that they don't need to be. You're in the friend zone, you're in the sex only zone if you're a babe because that's something that applies for you quite a bit over there. And you're still there, you're pretty much just running around in that same circle hoping that this person will move you out of the zone. Hoping that they'll take you and, and, and make you a much better part of their lives. They move you to priority level and they want to date you. But the truth of the matter is that's not going to happen. If you're in the friend zone, then accept that you're in the friend zone and do something about it. You can either choose to get out of the friend zone because you're clearly not gaining from it, or you could remain in the friend zone and actually just become a friend because maybe there's something more to it that you would probably gain that's a lot better than the relationship. For ladies, you all know how you end up in the sex only zone. You wanted to date this guy, this guy says that the most that he'll ever do is smash. 
you're probably expecting him to at some point realize that the pussy that he's getting from you is probably the best pussy in the world and if he doesn't wife it if he doesn't cuff it then it might end up with someone else and he doesn't want that to happen and he should hopefully cuff you but guess what there's a pretty good chance that if you're in the sex only zone it's either he just wants you that so he can control you and get all the pussy for himself or he just wants pussy that's just how it is and the thing is you're gonna continue throwing it at him you're gonna continue throwing that ass back you're gonna continue riding him like there is no tomorrow and for what this guy is gonna have his 30 seconds of pleasure he's gonna get up afterwards you're gonna be left wishing that this man cared for you a little bit more afterwards yes maybe he might cuddle you for an extra few minutes here and there but the outcome is still the same this man wants to be with someone else this man probably does not want to date you at all yes maybe he's enjoying the single life and he has said that if at any point he wants to get into a relationship you're the person that he'll go to maybe that might just happen but the question you've got to ask yourself is how long will that take how long will you continue riding him while he considers it a casual fuck and for you is something deeper than that how long are you going to continue allowing yourself to hurt like that for his pleasure so please ladies and gentlemen my motto for you this year is very very simple it's just two words fuck off if you feel like this person is taking you for granted and they aren't treating you as well as you should be treated fuck off stop wasting your time if you feel like you're in the friend zone and there's nothing that you're gaining from it fuck off if you're in the sex only zone and this guy isn't going to start dating you for real fuck off that should be your motto conserve your time you're not gonna get any more time than what you already have and the life that you have is only one you're not gonna come back for a rerun or go and push restart game on it so there it is and that's my message for you for 2021 that's my message for you to start the year with a bang and to start the year with a bang that you actually like so spread love not legs but anyways we should move it on to our topic of today but before we get into our main topic of today I know you're dying to continue the podcast you're currently listening to, but we have to interrupt your scheduled programming to bring you Sound Nation. Delve into music ranging from hip-hop to rumba, rock to bongo, and much, much more. We shall review new albums as well as fresh singles whilst paying homage to the sounds of the past. Find our episodes on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast streaming platforms. So, over the weekend... I had posted up a picture on one of the WhatsApp groups that I'm in and it had a very simple question on it and it was, I have never heard about any woman that wrote a will for her husband and kids or is it men's duty to die first? And you know, it had a picture of some babe chilling with like a glass of wine and shit. And truth is, I had actually posted it up because I wanted to kind of get people's thoughts on this whole inheritance and how it is that whenever the husbands die, they can usually pass things on to like the family members and to the wife and shit but when the wife dies there's usually a difference in that they don't usually dedicate that to the husbands and shit and it kind of did start a bit of a debate there because people were like oh you know it's because the woman doesn't trust the man because the man probably cheated and he's probably gonna end up getting another babe anyways so why should he be left with anything 
and I'm kind of just sitting back, you know, watching people kind of just drop their comments and the ladies are coming out to defend that. Oh no, you know, some of y'all had side checks and we knew that you were cheating. So it's not like we're going to leave anything for you. If we're probably going to leave anything for the family, it'll probably go directly to the kids because you ain't shit, blah, blah, blah. Then for a second, I kind of stopped and I went back to one comment and it was this whole thing of because the guy will move on and get married in no time you wouldn't want to dedicate any of your world to him and it kind of did get another question flowing you know what's wrong with a guy remarrying soon after his wife has passed on because it's technically within his rights because you know till death do us part and shit and i believe that if someone has managed to move on for someone else's death i think that it's perfectly okay for you to go and find someone else and be happy with them I think even the deceased person would want that unless they're a control freak and they wouldn't want you to be with anyone else in your life besides them. And yes, I know it sounds twisted but there's some people that actually do genuinely think like that. But that being said, I don't see why it is that it's such a big problem and for some reason women were busy bringing up this whole talk about oh respect this, oh respect that, oh that shows a lack of respect, don't you respect the bond that they had. And here's the thing. The bond is there and the bond will be respected. I think the most caring partner in the world would actually want you to move on after that death. Move on and actually be happy and grow from it. Because in as much as yes, we love it when someone loves us and cares about us and wouldn't want to be in a world without us, I don't think that we necessarily want someone to be all sorrowful for the rest of their lives and fail to move on with someone else simply because I passed on. I think to some degree that's a certain kind of selfish that you've got there. But the thing is, you find that some people will say that, oh, you know, you should have at least waited a bit of time. What if this person moved on a little bit faster? What if there was someone that was there to, to give him a shoulder to cry on? And you all know the statement, you all know the saying, a shoulder to cry on is a dick to ride on. But this time, you can use it on the other gender and it'll still work the exact same way. Yes, it might be scheming, but yes, at the same time, this person might have actually moved on and is happy now. And what's wrong with that kind of happiness? Because whether you want to accept it or you don't, there is no set amount of time for someone to grieve and move on. There's no properly set amount of time. Yes, people expect it to be long and supposedly it's like the longer you take, the more you loved the person, which is totally untrue to say the least. So why is it that you people are trying to put in this whole timing thing to determine whether something was good or not? And this is something that applies even to relationships as well. Because you think about it, people like to prioritize having a long relationship over having a good one. And that's something that goes on time and time again. Like take for example, I've always had this discussion with a bunch of different people from time to time and we'll have this whole discussion on relationships and they'll talk about how they had an ex and they dated for three years and the one before that they dated for four or five years and they talk about how they've been in long relationships and when they suddenly ask me about mine and I'm like, oh, you know, I've been around for like months and I haven't necessarily completed a year with one person, then it suddenly looks like, oh, you technically haven't dated. You haven't even lasted that long with someone to even call it dating. And then people like to pull that whole card of, oh, if you guys were actually dating, then you'd have lasted this much longer or this in this amount of time. And it's like they're just taking a crap on someone's dating life because supposedly it wasn't that long 
And the question that I have to ask is, what's wrong with a not so long relationship? Because granted, it seems like you probably realized earlier on that you would not want to hurt this person for one reason or another. You probably decided that wherever it is that the both of you are going, you don't like it or the relationship has become toxic or you guys just aren't helping each other out and you're not growing from each other and you decided to step out. You did not prioritize just being in the relationship. You prioritize you and the relationship and where the both of you are going. And that in itself, I think, is an admirable quality. Of course, if someone's getting in and out of relationships every, I don't know, 15 seconds, then that needs to be something that should be looked at. But you kind of look at it. A lot of people like to think that having a longer relationship means that you guys were better off. That having a longer relationship meant that you guys were happier overall, that you guys are probably better partners, that you guys could have been soulmates, blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is, when you look at a lot of the long relationships, the ones that have exceeded a year, two years, three years, even more, you'll figure out that some of them weren't even all of that bliss. A lot of them were more thorn than rose. A lot of them were more bone than meat. And the reality of the matter is, it's not that those relationships were actually good, it's just that most of the time spent in that relationship was spent making that relationship remain a relationship. And in a sense, I don't think that's really what you'd call a good relationship because when you get together with somebody in the name of a relationship, you expect to thrive, not to survive. And what good is surviving when you can go and thrive with someone else? Now, I'm not using this to advocate for cheating, but you kind of get where I'm going at with this. I do not see how long relationships directly equal happiness. Just because you're in a long relationship doesn't mean that you are necessarily happy. And that's something that a lot of you all like to overlook. And a pretty big reason as to why it is that society believes this is because society has been conditioned to see value and quantity and not necessarily quality. And that kind of brings a pretty big issue because you'll see someone who's been in a relationship for three, four, five years, six, seven maybe, and then they're looked at, they're like, Oh, this person's probably a really good boyfriend. Oh, this person was a great girlfriend. I wonder why it is that the relationship ended. Probably someone cheated or something. And the truth of the matter is they could have been in a toxic relationship that either one of them might have felt like they could never get out of. And people are going to continue looking at it as they were in a good relationship because they were seen together. They were together for a very long period of time. And that's a pretty huge flaw that society has. This whole thing of quantity is a very bad metric to measure things like relationships on. Because in as much as someone can spend a couple of years with you, it doesn't mean that those will be the best years of your life. It's a misconception that in a sense has kind of allowed a lot of toxic relationships to continue. This idea of constantly fighting the new makeup or you guys get physical with each other but as long as you can make up you're good and... This whole thing of being controlled and micromanaged and while you want to get out, people are busy telling you, oh, you have a supportive girlfriend, they care about you, or you have a supportive partner or boyfriend and you should probably stick around and even though you guys are having issues, you know, that's something that all good relationships go through, blah, blah, blah. It needs to stop. We need to stop pointing stuff out and we need to stop being scared of getting out of relationships. This whole thing of staying in a long-term relationship and getting hurt by it should actually be killed off as soon as possible. 
this whole idea of being in a four-year relationship where one and a half year was amazing fun and the other two and a half were just fighting and just trying to make up and constantly keep the relationship alive needs to stop do not be afraid of being single there's a lot of fun in being single yes it can be lonely at times and you can sometimes miss cuddling and shit but there's nothing that bad with being single and the best part about it is being single will actually allow you to move on to an even better relationship and at the end of it that's what we all want a much better relationship a great one one that we can actually enjoy being in and we can grow from and strive to be better around the partner that we're with like that's all it's about and we don't need that with a long relationship having a long relationship shouldn't determine that having a good relationship having one that you're enjoying yourself and you're growing from is where it's at so to conclude this very swiftly i just need to tell you this there is no pride in having a long relationship it's an admirable thing but it doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is good always check if you're happy and always be ready to step out if you don't feel like there's anything left in there for you anymore but anyways i want to know your thoughts on this are you a long relationship type of person or do you prefer the kind of relationship that is there regardless of the length hit me up on the dms on ig at breaktime on westside on facebook you can also highlight me from the facebook page at breaktime on westside and on twitter you can slide into my personal dms at bagaka the d thank you so much for listening through till the end of the podcast and thank you so much for being a part of season five of battle of the sexes season six comes in the next two weeks tweet street shall be available for you guys on friday and if you're listening on Castbox, don't forget to leave a comment and i will catch you guys on the next break Take care.